Welcome back to the Sniffle Blade <laughs> Podcast, everyone. It's a uh, skeletal crew today. It's your man, uh, the big man and Thatcher's still dead. Here <laughs> <laughs> on SLUP. Wait, that's flop, not salt. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. SLUP 241. Um, that's not a radio uh, frequency. <laughs> this is a it's a bumper pod. It is. We're doing how, it. How lucky are our adoring fans? Probably a little bit. I wouldn't say yeah, that they're like... A little bit too lucky. Maybe we should reel it back. Yeah. I, I don't think that you're going to get any proper content out of us today, just specifically because we think <laughs> that you were too lucky to get this episode in the first place. So we're just going to sit mm. here and talk about how um, someone has mapped a bunch of pop songs onto Osu. The Japanese rhythm what? game. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's Osu? It's. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Well, it's, I know it's a Japanese rhythm game. <laughs> it's. It's. Do you know that game where it's like there's a bunch of circles and you like click on the circles and like you have to sometimes like draw along with a line and it's like all in rhythm to the song. Absolutely not. Oh, it's Sam. It's incredibly fun. <laughs> Let me tell you that. It's very fun. But yeah, um, I would I would heavily recommend it. It's completely free. Anyway, this isn't a fucking sponsored video. Yeah, this isn't a fucking OCU podcast. Yeah, no, fuck that. That'd be really boring as um... well. <laughs> Hello and welcome to OCU update number two hundred forty. As you can see, they've not really done anything with the game, but we're going to run through like the last five beat maps that we uploaded. A year ago. I've made a mod of me talking to myself so I can feel how it feels to have friends. <laughs> I've got a special guest this week. It's me. <laughs> but in a different camera. Hello, me. <laughs> oh, crap. Um, that's going straight into the into the podcast canon. Osu enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Bitterly depressed, oh soon. <laughs> See, the funny thing is, is Ed's been trying to get off the ground. Like, whenever we start like a second season or something, he's always like, "Oh, I think we should do more character skits this year." And so far, Ed has created zero character skits. We've come up with depressed Osu podcaster. So you know, we're we're one and oh baby. Yeah, one and nothing. Uh, yeah. Hello, and welcome to Sniff Up a Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Wong. Me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Um, so I guess this is to wrap up the, the divisional round and also a, a look to the, the conference championship games this weekend. Sam, would you believe me if I said that we only have three more games of NFL football left to watch? I, I, I can I can barely believe it myself. Disgusting. Uh, I thought <laughs> it sounded like you said Ben FL. <laughs> and I wondered if that was like how many games <laughs> Roethlisberg got left. But... No, no. I think that yeah, I think that might be a 
egg. Um, what? <laughs> egg, egg shaped like zero. Oh. <laughs> the, first food, the first food that came to mind was a spaghetti hoop, but that didn't really have the same attack on it. What? I don't know. We, you know what? We 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 peaked too early with depressed Osu podcaster, <laughs> and now this is all just the drivel that was left over, just leaking out of my brain. Um, let's let's chat about some divisional games. Oh, there was there was surprisingly more fun ones than I was expecting because I thought that Packers Rams was going to be a, a bit of a clusterfuck and a shit show like yeah. the Rams last game. It was actually yeah. a good game. Um, yeah. The Packers jumped out and ended up taking a 32-18 to victory going through to the conference championship because I know that Sam would have kicked off if I'd not mentioned the score. I could see that he was going to start raging. <laughs> I was looking at it on my phone, preparation, because I had absolutely no faith that you'd say. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this was a fun game. I, I think thanks mostly to Green Bay, but... Um, the, the Rams hung around in this for longer than I thought they would. Yeah, Green Bay just didn't seem like they were quite there to finish them off. It was like the the Packers didn't really have any any chance of losing this one once they got yeah. out in front. But at the same time, they just they never quite got them far enough away from yeah. them. Yeah, for it to be kind of uh, a done deal. Yeah. Um, um, I mean... Yeah, it... it does oh it was it was absolutely heartbreaking watching Aaron Donald. Those yeah, tears dripping down his giant meaty head. Yeah, I mean he'd been playing for how how much of the season with like a torn yeah yeah can't remember what it was that he'd done but was he'd it, been playing here like a well it was a rib thing wasn't it was it like, yeah. like a torn intercostal or uh, I think I so or that I, I don't know you're the medical expert. Um, <laughs> I'm the licensed medical doctor. This is um, the Sam Longdon approved medical specialist. Send me pics of your weird rash. Have you had an accident that wasn't your fault? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got bones in a sock? Come to me. <laughs> Broken um, all but four of your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Broken all four of your ribs. Are you an old man? All four. Only be one. <laughs> all four. <laughs> <laughs> what are we fucking dealing with Marilyn Manson at quarterback for the Saints? <laughs> <laughs> this I is mean, what I mean. Flexibility would have to bring something to the table. <laughs> imagine, imagine him out of the backfield. How are you going to bring him down? It's like trying to tackle, like trying to tackle, everywhere. <laughs> trying to tackle a snake. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was heartbreaking watching Aaron Donald because Rams defense, like even this game, like it was obviously Donald wasn't playing every snap, and you know, certainly seen better performances by them, but for the most part, they've they've been playing at such a high level this season. And it's just a shame that they're just kind of dragging along an offense that, you know, when it comes down to it against the big teams, isn't anything special at all. Yeah. And it it, it wasn't anything that the Rams defense could really do about it, because when you've got Jared Goff throwing basically ducks... I mean, the Packers defense played incredibly well, but... yeah. 
it, it did seem a little bit like uh, Jared Goff is bad anyway, but he shouldn't really have been playing out there in a playoff game with like a dislocated thumb that had just had surgery. It was a miracle that he came back and played last week. He shouldn't have been out there again. But then again, you don't have John Wolford and your backups, Blake Bortles. That being yeah. said, Blake Bortles has got two playoff wins since 2017. <laughs> so let's just say, is Blake yeah. Bortles a guy to lead you to a uh, championship? Probably not. But Jared Goff wasn't much better. Um, can I just, just for audio purposes, is this the microphone that's actually being? Yes. Okay. It is. <laughs> I didn't know any other way to check it. <laughs> just fucking, just seductively uh, just rubbing against it. Yeah, like, is this a microphone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that video of the guy? And I think he's, he's like, getting interviewed or something, and it's before COVID. And um, he's, he's clearly fucking mauled. And... Uh, the interviewer like asks him a question about something, and he just goes, "Come on, England!" and just shoves the mic in his mouth and just goes, "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the interviewer asks him another question, and he just immediately, without even saying the "Come on, England," just goes, "Oh!" <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get any of that when uh, when you went over to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it very nearly happened. If I'd got a an, an actual microphone thing, I could guarantee that... Todd, if you're still listening to the podcast a year and a half after I interviewed you for it, one, thank you. Two, you missed a chance. You missed a trick, sir. You could have had an even better impact. Yeah, we could have been doing this bit about you. Yeah. <laughs> you it all away, Todd. God damn it, Todd. Um, oh. Anyway, back to football. Um, we never left yeah, football. I'll, I'll tell you who... Uh, well, I guess it, it was kind of the outer rim. Um, the uh, I'll tell you who I was impressed by this game. Go Alan goddamn Lazard. Fire away, I've, I've Sam. Been saying, I've been saying that he's going to come good for... I think about 10 weeks and no longer than that. I think it was week three. Was it week three that he went out? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I think it like from week one or two, I was like, this guy is the next big thing. Thousand yard season. Um, That didn't happen, but he made a fantastic catch this game. Uh, kind of, set it a little bit beyond doubt. I also, in subsequent interviews after this game, realised that he is, while a fantastic football player, he's also a beautiful, beautiful simpleton. Go on, Sam. Firstly, he does TikToks where he reviews different juices. No, he fucking... Yes, he does. Um, And he made an apple and carrot juice, and he was like, yeah, this is this is really good actually. It's a lot like um, apple juice with a bit of like carrot. <laughs> and then he was on uh, fucking Pat McAfee's show, 
and <laughs> he was saying about how people call him like the Lizard King now, which is a fucking cool nickname. And <laughs> he asked him about it, and he was like, "Well, yeah, I guess that's followed me my whole life, really." Because in high school, you know, if you take my name and you take out the A and put an I in there instead, it's spelled lizard. He is a fucking simpleton, <laughs> isn't he? Jesus Christ. I thought, I thought that you were joking. I really <laughs> thought you were joking. No, he is genuinely just a fucking moron, isn't he? Christ. But he's, 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 he's very sweet. He's, <laughs> and he's evidently very good at football, so he's just some kind of idiot savant. But... Ow! <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, oh God, it made me laugh so much. But, you know, he catches that ball. I don't need anything else from him. You, okay, this is me putting my ass on the line. <laughs> Next season, 1,000 yards for Alan Lazard. 1,000 yards for Alan Lazard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd bet something if I had anything, but I don't. This I was gonna. I was gonna say if I if he doesn't get a thousand. Actually, yeah. If he doesn't get thousand yard season next year, because after next season, I think we'll be fine. If he doesn't get a thousand yard season next year, we can all go out and I'll buy all the beers. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, you heard it here it first. Does. This includes all of the listeners. Sam's wallet uh, will become very, very empty very soon. Uh, Alan Lazard. Thousand yards. If he does, you and Ed have to buy me all my drink. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, I, chances are I probably would have been doing so anyway. How, how easy is it to get a thousand yard season NFL? To thousand to just to just quickly yards. sort of put that into a little bit of perspective, Sam. Um, you know. There aren't many guys per year that get a thousand yards. I don't know how many got it this year. I believe it was probably only about eight. Mm. One of them was Devontae Adams, who will still be target number one in Green Bay. Do you want to maybe just change the yard? No. No, I don't. You believe in him that strongly? I think... I think Devontae Adams is going to get strucken <laughs> stricken down with a terrible injury. Alan Lazard's going to fill that hole. Because I think I think Rodgers can't trust MVS that much. You know, Alan's there when he needs him. Okay. You know, he knows he's not going to overthink it because he can't overthink anything. I mean, that I is true. To... There is, it is impossible for that man to overthink a single thing. It's impossible for that yeah, man to think. Why? <laughs> because he he doesn't get too cerebral, you know. Don't I? Right, I'm gonna. You won't know about this, but Ed uh, earlier, me and him were talking about Luke Keekley, um because it related to the Phil Rivers news that we'll come on to in just a quick second, um, and he he joked about like Joe Buck consistently calling Luke Keekley cerebral and Troy Aikman just sat in the corner just like <laughs> over it. And I, I am now triggered whenever I hear the word cerebral purely because of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in Ed's mind. Um yeah. Um 
that's all I have to say really about the Packers game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shall we move on? Let's. Um, I guess on to, was it? It was Bills Ravens where the Bills just steamrolled the Ravens. It was a 17 3. Yeah. The Ravens' offense was completely stuffed. Bills' defense, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, they've been going for from strength to strength for a while now. Mm-hmm. And this was astonishingly good. Yep. Uh, Taron Johnson had himself a 101-yard uh, pick six to basically steal from uh, from Lamar Jackson, who didn't really get up to much and then left the game with a concussion. Um, it wasn't a good day for the Ravens' offense um, by any stretch of the imagination. I can't really name a single player on that on that team really that played well offensively. Defensively, though, they were... You know they were... Go on. Yeah, well, defensively, they were kind of dangerous as ever for the most part. Um, you know, if you take away that pick six, it's a... what? A... It's a 10-3 ball game, but then Lamar Jackson leaves yeah. with a concussion regardless. Yeah. I will say, I think... Um, what, who was the Ravens' backup? Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Um, I thought he showed quite a bit of potential. He, he looked good. I mean, it's the same kind of, you know, Baltimore offense. You just... <laughs> yeah, you just swap out one running quarterback for another running quarterback. Yeah. It's just but, that uh, Tyler Huntley I mean, couldn't really throw any better than Lamar Jackson in yeah. the Bills' defense. He's, he's yeah. No, he's no Tad Henny, which we will get on to. Again, well. we will. Um, but, yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree, but at the same time, like, there were some bad throws, and it's probably just because he won't have taken many snaps. Um, if you're Baltimore, you've now had sort of two of these games where you've come into it and you're like, oh, we're, we're potentially going to make at least an AFC championship, like, we've, we've got this absolutely incredible offense, who's going to stop us, and then... Like two teams that play very smash mouth, hard nose, defensive styles have come in and and put put you to the sword. The Titans did it last year, um, and Derrick Henry pushed them around, and then the Buffalo Bills this year. And it's the Ravens seem to only have one weakness, and it's when you make Lamar Jackson have to throw the ball. Um, yeah, if yeah, you've if got a good not, run defense, if you can manage. Yeah, if you can manage a. a stout run defense then Lamar Jackson isn't as good a thrower as he needs to be yeah uh, you know if that's what they have to work with then like he's obviously a you know mercurially talented kind of mobile quarterback mm. but those kind of you know he's not making the the, the big throws that kind of Pull them out of trouble that you get if you're a, a you know, if you're a Josh Allen, if you're a Mahomes, um, if you're a Brady. Um, yeah, he, you just can't rely on him. Yeah, it's. I think another thing as well is he's he's only really had to make one or two reads, really, whenever it's a passing play, and it's 
is there space for me to run and is Mark Andrews covered? Yeah. Like once his first option's gone, then he first immediately looks to Mark Andrews and then he looks to scramble. On that interception that was returned for a 101-yard touchdown, it was an absolutely awful read because he just didn't know he didn't know where he could go with it. The Bills had got a spy in there to watch for him running so he couldn't take off. Andrews was covered and there was nobody really open. I mean, it was a it was a bad read, it was a bad throw and I mean, what a what a sort of story for uh for Taron Jackson, uh, Taron Johnson, who I don't know if you saw the clip of him at the combine a few years ago, Sam. Um, it was him who he like sets off running, and he turns his head one way. He's turned his head the wrong way. He turns his head back towards the way that he's meant to catch the ball from, and a ball just hits him plumb between the eyes, and that was his combine like thing. It was one of the drills that he ran. Um, and now he's out here having a hundred and one yard pick sixes in in games to send the Bills to their first championship in thirty years. Sam, thirty fucking years. Uh, oh, I I can't. I, like I love the Bills, and I feel like it's okay for me to kind of root for them so much because mm-hmm. my New York team is gone. Why not? But I, I God, just like. How great the fans are at like every game. Yeah. At, like there were a few like snaps in this game where I think like the crowd and the amount of noise and everything was getting to like one off. Well, it definitely got to their centre. Who yeah, also for was... the second time this playoffs, an AFC <clears throat> North team has had a centre pitch the ball over the top of uh, their quarterback's head. Crazy. Um. But yeah, um, I this was very kind of encouraging to watch from Bill's perspective because it's I don't know you can you know I don't think week to week you'd don't think week to week you'd have the same doubts at all about the Bills' offense as you would about the defense like coming into the playoff and for it to kind of jump up to this level is you know. It makes me very excited for It does. Um, one other just quick thing is when Lamar Jackson went out concussed, I mean, we both say that we both like the Bills fans, but I don't think either of us were quite expecting the Bills fans to do what they ended up doing. So Lamar Jackson uh, went out with a concussion and uh, Bills fans sent around yeah, links to his charity it. and donated, what what was it, like $70,000? In total, yeah, which is fucking, fucking surreal. Great job, Old Buffalo. Better. Well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the clap heard in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I I do kind of. The Ravens are such a, a an exciting team to watch when they are kind of firing all cylinders. So it is a bit disappointing to, you know, it looks so good coming into the playoff. Mm. Um, but it is a bit disappointing to see them, you know, not make it to the championship. But, you know, it is what it is. So better. It is what it is. Uh, moving on to the uh, next game, which was the 
Kansas City Chiefs, who beat the Cleveland Browns 22-17. to uh, A noble effort from Cleveland. Yeah. And a, a good effort from a, well, Patrick Mahomes list Kansas City Chiefs, who went down with oh, a very yeah. scary-looking <laughs> concussion. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. When he went down and they showed the first replay of it, I didn't really see where the kind of impact was. I assume it was like his head getting knocked around in the helmet. See, it might have been that, but I, it also looked like he sort of landed on, like the ball hit the floor, and then his face mask hit the hit the ball. And I don't know whether or not it was the combo of yeah. being like pulled in and yeah. fa- no. sometimes head injuries just happen from like freak accidents. Yeah. The human head is a fucking but, mess. Yeah, but he, uh, like, when he got up and, like, he did not know what fucking planet he was on. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously he was he was running very quickly after that. He looked pretty good. Um, and obviously then playing it safe in terms of putting him back in when, you know, got Andy Reid and his fucking... Cajones. Yeah, maybe you don't need it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, they they didn't really need anything. Yeah, they didn't need anything special really to yeah. to make it count. I mean, Mahomes had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Um, there was a, there was a lot of controversy around a pl- a single play, and you'll know exactly what play I mean. Um, the fumble into the end zone play where Baker Mayfield completes a pass into uh it was Jarvis Landry, right, who who fumbled it. Uh Landry. See I oh wait, no, it was uh it was Rashad Higgins. And yeah, Higgins. Yeah. he tries to dive for the for the end zone. Before he reaches the pylon, Daniel Sorensen comes across, makes a tackle. Ball comes out and flies through the end zone and out for a touchback, which had everyone suddenly uh, up in arms about the worst rule in all of football, which to me is a bit silly because they were trying to say about like, if I'm, we're going to talk about the actual incident that led to it, but I just want to talk about the actual rule itself just a little bit because people calling it the worst rule in football is stupid because if you dive for the end zone and you fuck up like there was an incident that led to the fuck up we'll talk about that but if you fuck up while you dive into the end zone and you throw the ball through the end zone that that to me should be at least punishable in some way yeah. i don't know whether or not a full touch a full on turnover and touchback would be appropriate but at the same time Got to have something there. People were suggesting, like, put it down at the one, and then it's like, okay, well, just everyone will dive for the end zone with absolutely no repercussions, because if it gets punched out, it's coming back to the one anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on the um, rule yeah, I mean, itself? I, well, it, you know, I am not a, a football star. I do not, <laughs> I do not have a, a comprehensive grasp on the rules of football. But to me, as kind of, you know, uh, an amateur observer, it seems like a very harsh penalty. 
for you know a fumble through the end zone. But I'd you know, like you said, if someone was you know trying to get there and then managed to just kind of dump the ball off into the end zone, if it was a less harsh penalty, then you'd find more teams doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it does seem harsh to me, but I can't say that I have any better ideas. I don't know enough about football to think of any. But yeah, it, it, it just seems like a, it, turn, it, it changes the momentum of the game so, so, so much. Mm. And I think with this one, it was just particularly, you know, it, this one in particular stung just because of the circumstances of, like, the hit and, you know, how much would have changed the game for Cleveland. I feel like me and you are going to disagree on this, and it's purely bias reasons, because (laughs) you think that this was helmet-to-helmet, and I think that this was a tackle where he leads with the shoulder and where are you going to put the head. I... But I know yeah, that what... I will probably also be biased because it happened against Cleveland. Like, I mean, I I was I was fucking livid while I was watching this game, which I didn't expect. I've just kind of I I took the Browns and held them in my heart. But in retrospect, I'm not as angry as I was because the Browns had plenty of chances to go down on on drives and would have made this a close game, if not won it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just this. It was other mistakes. It was, you know, them not being able to move the ball. So I'm significantly less kind of salty about it than I was. But I, I regardless of the intent of it, whether it was trying to lead with the shoulder... It was, it was, you know, he ended up leading with the helmet. Mm. And I, it was, a, in my eyes, it was a horrible hit. And, you know, the circumstances and the placement of it make it all the worse. But it absolutely boggles my mind that that isn't reviewable in that case. Mm. I completely don't understand it. You know, a, a hit doesn't get any more or less dangerous with, you know, any with the proximity to like a different observable play. Yeah, I do agree on the on the front of uh, there should be more reviews, uh, really more reviewability, should we say? Um, there are instances. I said it in the in the group chat that was like when the Saints like complained for an entire off season about the NFC championship game. And we got like PI reviewable for a season and then coaches were challenging PI and the refs still weren't overturning it because they have to side with the field if there's not enough evidence to overrule it. So there was only like one overturned and everyone was just like the game was slowed down for too much. I feel like that's the reason as to why they'll probably have seen this and gone I don't think that we'll change the the reviews that we can have. Um, but then again, this one does result in a turnover. Um, yeah, it changed the game so much. Yeah. But even, even, you know, not from just the perspective of, you know, 
what it meant for this game. I, you know, the NFL trying to do more when it comes to, you know, making this game safer. But unless you start actually being able to review hits independently on plays like this, where they are now not reviewable, how are you gonna? How are you gonna make any change to it? Like, there has to be more consistency in how it's dealt with, and. I am still a little bit salty, just because of how invested I was in the Browns. But it, I can't, I just can't see the basis for anyone calling that, uh, you know, a illegal, well-intentioned hit. That's fair enough. Um, I I think we're probably going to agree on the reviewable thing, but we're probably going to disagree on whether or not this hit should be a thing. We'll just leave it here and let you decide, but I'll put out a poll. Do you think that this hit was helmet to helmet, or was it uh, or was it illegal play and it, it should have been a turnover? Uh, you can go check that out on Twitter. I'll put that out uh, at StifflipPod and uh, you can go check out everything that I say over there, because I run that account. <laughs> and you can tweet mean <laughs> things at me if you like or tweet nice things. You know, I, I consistently say berate me abuse me etc over there but if you want to just tweet a nice thing or so um you know hey you're doing a good job yeah yeah um anyway (laughs) sticking with the game but moving over to just like we've already just briefly touched upon the cojones the bollocks the onions of Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Chad Henney. Third down and what? Third and fucking 16 or whatever? Third and 18? Oh, that run that he managed to make. Huge, huge run. I think third and 14 or 15 or... Yeah. And he just squirreled through there. Makes it all the way forward. And then, because he was just a bit short, and I do agree he was a little bit short, uh, they showed the one yeah, angle where his knee was down and, and the ball hadn't crossed. Yeah. The the bollocks to not go quarterback sneak, to not go run up the middle, to not go like an outside run, to go for a play-action bootleg toss pass to Tyreek Hill, to seal the game, to ice the it championship. They're going to go play yeah. Buffalo, and I am excited for that game now. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think I would have been a lot kind of. I would have been a lot angrier about the the few kind of calls that didn't go the Browns' way in this if Chiefs hadn't played like well when they needed to, and Chad Henney hadn't put in such a fucking shift. Yeah, like, it, you, you can't not like love it. It's weird because it was it was these very same cojones and onions and bollocks and and just um that cost that almost cost the Chiefs the game. They could have just run out the clock. They had Chad Henney throw a deep pass. It it didn't go very well. It turned into an arm punt that went for a touchback. Pointless, pointless play. Just run the clock out, but. When it needs to happen, Andy Reid shows exactly why he is the top caliber offensive coach in the NFL. 
You can keep your yeah. McVeighs, you can keep everything. You've got Andy Reid and his ridiculous amount of coaches that he's brought into the NFL for his ridiculous coaching tree, which just generates talent after talent after talent. And it's all because they learn from the very master himself of ridiculous play calling and just fucking bollocks. Good job, Andy. <laughs> You've earned your keep. Fun fact about this game as well, with the Chiefs winning this game, um, they are the first team ever to host three consecutive championship games at home. Oh, did the Eagles... Because I know he did it with the Eagles. Yeah. That's in 2 3 4, didn't he? Uh, was one of theirs. theirs was, I think one of theirs was on the road. This is the first time that a team has ever had three Ow. consecutive championship games played in their home stadium, which is fucking mental. To say that we've just come out of a 20-year dynasty in, in New England, the fact that the Chiefs yeah. have gone and done this, crazy. Um, so, yeah, short time. Exactly. Which, um, I mean, I will continue to stretch into the ether, but... Well, that's the thing. Like, they don't uh, even really need a great defense. They just need one that can sort of get off the field remotely quickly and just let their offense just do it. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, yeah. and they they have been for two, three years now. It's it's ridiculous. I'm excited to see this Bills Chiefs matchup. Are the Bills going to cause an upset? Which feels weird to say about a Josh Allen team, but yeah. I mean, it's certainly. You know, the Chiefs certainly didn't put every foot right in this game. And there were places where they should have been able to, you know, ice it and didn't. So I think against a more kind of incisive offense, I certainly wouldn't put it past Buffalo. I really like their dancers. It's, it's fucking Buffalo. Look at how they've played. Very true. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to, to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you, and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. I mean, we'll we'll cover both of the conference championship games uh, very shortly as well. Just to wrap up the NFC, uh, NFL divisional round, the NFC, Saints 20, Buccaneers 30. Tom Brady, oh. at the age of what I presume at this point is 58, is just he didn't even play overly well but he did enough to win 
And that is all Tom Brady needs to do. And to be fair, it's all that Drew Brees has done for the past, like, four years. But he always falls just that little bit short right at the end. And again, uh, this time, there was no there was no heartbreaking uh, last play of the game to knock them out of the playoffs. There was no uh, controver- uh, controversial PI call. It was just the death of Drew Brees' arm. And it caught up with the Saints. Michael Thomas held to absolutely nothing on the day by the Buccaneers' defense. Um, it, I think that's the kind of story of it. You know, it, it was painted very much as just kind of Brady versus Breeze, but the the Tampa Bay defense was astonishing at times. Yeah, Devin White absolutely killed oh. it today. He he put in the sort of performance that like you you think of as a player making their breakout. And Devin White has been performing absolutely incredibly pretty much ever since he got drafted. I think he spent the first five weeks of his rookie season hurt. And then pretty much since then, he's been a phenomenal infield, downfield tackler. He's been a phenomenal player in pass coverage. He has been the heart and soul next to Levante David. The pair of them are probably the two best pass defending linebackers in the entire NFL. Um, absolutely ridiculous performance from him. And I mean, he deserved the interception that he had. It was just I mean, it brilliant play. By, you know, I think a lot of players would have managed to grab on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, he he was he knew exactly where he needed to be. There was no one else getting that ball. It was it was fantastic to watch. I also thought I all season have been very skeptical of Leonard Fournette and his talent or lack thereof. But he put in a fucking shift. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. thought he great at it. Especially weirdly, it was it was him in the receiving game that that caught my eye mostly because yeah. like sixty three yeah, yards really. on seventeen carries is like decent running like averages. Ronald Jones did slightly more efficient, but Leonard Fournette with a receiving touchdown and forty four yards. It was it was him trying to take hold of the game and show that he can at least be trusted in passing downs, which. They've needed someone that yeah, can be but... trusted out of the backfield because Ronald Jones has fumbled basically every time that he's caught a pass out there. So it's yeah, I do agree. Um, yeah, he, I thought he played well. I I didn't really think that aside from him, there wasn't really too many other guys that had great games like receiving wise. Like uh, I say, it didn't feel like Tom Brady won this game. He just managed it. And it just came down to yeah, the defense won it for them. Yeah, but you know uh, that's been the case for many a Saints win this year. Yeah, that and is true. They just came up against a far more competent team with a far more competent quarterback. Mm. Um, it's it's absolutely astonishing that you know. I mean, obviously, Brady didn't have that good a game, but. He's looking that good at forty three, like still, still got the, you know, arm strength that he had ten years ago. I think it's wild. I do feel like I can 
appreciate him a little more for his talent outside of New England. Yeah, it feels a little bit like it was always that question mark of is it Brady or is it Belichick? Like, would Brady have been this successful without Belichick? Would Belichick have been this successful without Brady? Brady's gone into Tampa Bay in a completely new offense. He's he's having to turn into a gunslinger again um, at the age of 43 in a, in an offense that usually... Players that usually go into the Bruce Arians offense struggle that first year. They throw more picks than they ever do in their in their career. They also end up throwing for more passing yards. It's it's very much Bruce Arians' style, and then the second year is where they sort of develop. Um, Tom Brady is in an NFC Championship game with this team. I mean, it's not as though he doesn't have helping hands out there. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown are probably three of the best pass catchers in in the NFL. Like, they're all in the top 15 wide receivers, you'd probably say. Um, I mean, especially if Antonio Brown does keep performing in that same sort of manner as he was sort of 2017 era, um, which is what he had been doing, really, uh, well, the past few weeks. Um They've got quite a lot of options. Cameron Bray and Rob Gronkowski at tight end have both served him well. And, oh, and yeah. they do also have one of the best O-lines in football, it's important to mention, because uh, Tristan yeah. Wirfs and Ali Marpet have been oh, phenomenal. Unbelievable. What a, what a brilliant rookie performance. If it was, This is the thing about the draft, it's that there were so many wide receivers, quarterbacks, etc. Running backs have come out here, like J.K. Dobbins have, have been phenomenal. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has, play, has played pretty damn well. But the amount of O-linemen that have come in this draft and have been superb. It's every team that picked an O-lineman this year, I think, is set f- at that position. Even down into the, f- into the fourth round. Like, you are seeing basically every drafted... Guard, center, and offensive tackle have been fantastic. So, and Tristan Wirfs yeah. is one of the best. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, did did Drew Brees officially announce he's retired? He hasn't officially announced it, but it has been reported yeah. heavily, especially by uh, notable sources such as Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, who. Tend yeah. not to get anything yeah, wrong. Like, they get phone calls yeah. before anyone yeah, else will ever that. find out. Adam Schefter was the first guy that found out about Andrew Luck retiring, even before fucking the Colts GM did. I think, like that's that's the <laughs> level. So, I think I think that with that being the sign, I don't think that he's going to be uh, playing next uh, year. No. Which I don't blame him. No. Retire, you're the you're the regular season passing leader in yards and touchdowns you've overtaken Peyton Manning yeah. Tom Brady's going to have another year because the the dude doesn't yeah. give a shit, he might overtake you but at the same time, you'd be a top two, all time passing yeah. what, what would he gain from another year and especially looking at the like decline even within this season like it, it wouldn't anything good no and out while you can the the thing as well is drew Brees isn't good enough to lead this team in i mean he's a good enough like game manager but he's not a guy that can take the 
game by the scruff of the neck. He's simply regressed. We said this three years ago when his arm started to like fade away and he just didn't quite have that arm strength and like he can throw these little these little passes perfectly fine and they do have a great receiving core and receiving back but it doesn't mean that you can stay out there and I don't think that 42 is going to get any better um yeah the the thing about the Saints going forward though is I think they are the worst position team in the NFL when it comes to cap they are, I think, somewhere around seventy yeah. million dollars over the over the cap next year. If Drew Brees retires, yeah. they only save about what seven or eight million. He still gets paid twenty two <laughs> million. He's currently getting paid like thirty for for next season. Yeah. So if he retires, they save eight million. They need to clear up sixty two million ish dollars in cap space, which is <laughs> fucking absurd. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. they might be um, fucked and they also have a lot of aging guys in the defence with very quickly expiring contracts that are all massively overpaid now like their defence played well but how many years has the defence got left? Maybe one or two? And they need to get rid of some of those big yeah, bloated contracts were, Yeah, if, if they were going to win another, another Super Bowl with this kind of setup, it was going to be in this last you know, three or four years. This was the last chance. Yeah. Like next year, with with the amount of kind of changes that they're going to have to make to the roster to sort out whatever kind of you know, just hell, cap hell. Yeah, they're in at the moment. It's you know, it's going to be a a long process to get back to, to the yeah. level that they've been playing at the last couple of years. Well, yeah, we may not see the Saints in a Super Bowl for at least another five years. We may not see the Saints in a Super Bowl for 10, 10 years, but we may not see the Saints in a healthy position for a long time. Yeah. And it's because they went for it far too late into Drew Brees' career, and then they they messed, they messed wasted five years of his career and then tried to go for it in the later stages and are now going to pay the penalty for that. Um Unfortunately, I'd be, uh, be interested to see how they manage to kind of, you know, wiggle their way out of it. But we'll wait yeah. and see. I do think it's quite sad as well that this was how Drew B's career is likely going to end. Well, well you know, yeah. Getting overshadowed by Tom Brady again. <laughs> yeah, just another painful loss as well. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, he's, he's had a wonderful career. Got a ring or two? Uh, just before? one. Yeah. Um, um, and like yeah. I say, I mean, he finishes the all-time passing leader. I mean, he has more rings than Dan Marino, for example. <laughs> like that's that's just the nature of it. Sometimes guys will go their entire career and not win anything. Some guys will will win. Joe Flacco's won a fucking Super Bowl ring, which is abysmal. Um, speaking of a guy to move into the news section, speaking of a guy who went an entire career without getting a ring, um, Philip Rivers has officially, after a 17-year NFL career, he has confirmed via a statement thanking his nine children and uh, San Diego for some reason, even though they're now 
Los Angeles. He didn't mention Los Angeles. He just mentioned San Diego, uh, which I think is an indicator of what Phil Rivers' thoughts of the Chargers moving were. Yeah, well, he didn't... When did they move to... 2018, I think. 2017, 2018. Did he have one season or two with... I think two. I think he had two in LA and then... Fifteen with San Diego. Yeah, and then one with yeah. or fourteen with San Diego and one with the yeah, Colts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is sad that he never got to, you know, never got to that Super Bowl. But it's what it is. Again, I think is I think it's the same as Drew Brees. If he stuck around, I think uh, who on. I think someone at the cult said that, you know, if he was happy to stay, they'd be happy to have him. But I think at this point, like Drew Brees, he'd just be a liability. Yeah, and to be fair, he played really well this year. It wasn't... Yeah, he took a step back play. into his into his sort of shoes, but again, it just didn't... He says that it's time. If your body knows, If you're even considering retirement, I feel like that's your body saying... It's it's time to it's time to go, and it, obviously he he wanted to go and be a coach. At, um, hang on, let me just find out the school because apparently he's had this job lined up for quite some time. Um, he's now yeah, gone to go and coach at Saint Michael Catholic High School in Alabama. So he's now going to go be a head coach. <laughs> um, same as Matt Moore, actually. Matt Moore is a uh, uh, high school head coach as well so yeah all all these ancient guys yeah have got to start somewhere and maybe it's high school going to college and then you know maybe he'll win a, uh, win a, win a championship as a uh, as a coach <laughs> um, um I doubt it but <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Uh, okay. Other news Shall from. We get on. Oh. Well, I was gonna. Uh-oh. I was gonna do some more news wrap ups. Oh, that's, that's probably even more news. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Smith, the former tight uh, ends coach of the Titans, or I think it might have been the. I can't remember if he was offensive coordinator <laughs> or tight ends coach. I know that he used to be a tight ends coach. Um. I think but, he was offensive coordinator. Yeah. He has now been appointed as the Falcons head coach. He's apparently looking to turn around uh, the Falcons with Matt Ryan, so that's a bit of an indicator that he's going to at least try and keep him around, which is good because Matt Ryan is is a phenomenal talent who's been wasted by the Falcons being a bum franchise. Um, (laughs) Other news? Just get get a good year or two out of him. Yeah, you can you can get more than that out of out of Matt Ryan. Easily, um, George Patton has said that they're looking at a franchise quarterback. Whether or not that means Drew Locke is going to be the uh, the guy forward, they're not sure. He says that he can develop, but having watched him for the past two years, I don't think so. Just get rid. Um, <laughs> Aaron Glenn is apparently set to leave the Saints to join the Lions as defensive coordinator. Um, he was the Saints secondary coach, so even he wants out of the Saints secondary now that they've got no window. Fair enough. 
Uh, Lions have appointed Brad Holmes as GM, uh, and he's confirmed. And Campbell. Oh, well, sorry. Their head coach. Campbell. Uh, Campbell. Saints assistant head coach. And Titans coach, I think. Yes. Um, head coach for the Lions now. Six year deal, apparently, is, is, yeah, is signed. Six years. Six year deal, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see that. It does feel a little bit uh, <laughs> interesting that, you know, Detroit Lions were looking at maybe getting Robert Sala. It was going to be a, a bit of a turnaround. I don't know whether or not they will have this turnaround because I don't really know how great Dan Campbell really is. He just looks a little bit like yeah. if you were to put, like, Sean McVay and Ben Roethlisberger together into a human being. Um, same hair, <laughs> same beard going on, you know. Um and the the only other bit of news that I've got really is that the Jaguars have have hired Trent Bork or Balke or whatever you fucking pronounce his name is B A L K E. You try and pronounce it if you really want. His name's Trent. He's coming in as a as a general <laughs> manager. He's gonna go work with Urban Meyer. I don't I don't really care. Do you care, Sam? Yeah, absolutely not. No. Well, that's the that's the housework done. Yeah. Oh, uh, one so. final little bit of just a little bit of uh, housework is that Doug Peterson is apparently leaning towards taking 2021 off of coaching. I'd recommend also taking 2022 through 2030 <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a long holiday maybe. <laughs> you know, take a dreadlock holiday. Go find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Doug Pedersen with <laughs> Did you know that 10cc were banned for uh, for neo-fascism <laughs> by the USSR? What? <laughs> the, someone leaked one of the like USSR's like recommended and banned bans uh, an artist like sheets from like 1985 or whatever, and uh, on there were notable examples such as that Pink Floyd were uh, directly conspiring against the USSR in Afghanistan, genuinely why they were banned. Uh, Black Sabbath were, <laughs> I think, for religious obli... It was like... It was it was all spelled in, in, like, Russian translated English, so it was all spelled really weird, but it was like religious obscurantarianism. Um, but yeah, 10cc were banned for... were banned for neo-fascism. Uh, there were other examples such so as Tina Turner was banned for sex. Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> banned for sex. Yeah, that's genuinely <laughs> what it said. Madness were banned for punk. I don't know why. The the Russians just decided to ban madness for punk. But yeah, there you go. Ten CC and Dreadlock Holiday were banned from the USSR for neo fascism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I maybe they know something about 10cc that we don't. Well, I know that they don't like cricket. <laughs> Fucking. Um, they love it. Okay. Anyway, conference champion. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, which game are you most excited to watch? Chiefs Bills. 
is, yeah, is without my, a doubt. Is my I, shout. As, as that came out of my mouth, I was like, you fool. <laughs> of course he's going to be more excited. But that being said, Rodgers versus Brady for what? May, if Tom Brady does in fact step away, be the last time. You never know. I don't know whether or not the I... NFC North plays the NFC South, but I know that the the Packers would be playing the Saints because they won the division, so it'd have to be another playoff game next year if Brady was to play Rodgers again. Yeah. Both games are incredibly interesting. Yeah. I'd very much like to see Aaron Rodgers take them apart. Mm. That being said, though, early on in the season, the Buccaneers did hold the, the Packers to what, yeah. 10 points and put up 44 on them. It was an absolute curb stomping. Um, I don't know whether or not the Packers might have enough to overcome that. I hope that they do, purely because we're going to have yeah. Max joining us for the Super Bowl and it'll be really funny to watch Ed squirm. Yeah, I fucking hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, um, the Rams game did not kind of put as much faith in me Green Bay as I hoped it would still just a little bit you know you you should be putting that game beyond doubt mm. even with that LA defense um, so yeah I, I'm worried but I you know I'm, I'm a cheese head now what can I say <sighs> I hate the term cheese heads it's the, I think it's my least favourite thing about the Packers franchise. I don't really have a problem with them at all in any way except cheeseheads. It's one of the few things that I enjoy. Kind of, you know, I they obviously play very exciting football. Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback. But it's the cheesehead thing that does it for me. <laughs> Who are you thinking is going to win the uh, Packers-Buccaneers game? I honestly, I think the books mm. like they looked really good against the Saints, <laughs> more defensively than anything else. Yeah, it's uh, it's I one of those. Know, really uh, want win, but... It's one of those really weird situations where I I I do agree with you, but at the same time, like you can't write off Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. You can't write off Aaron Rodgers, like. In the form of his, oh, yeah. of his life, yeah, it, you know, as, as good a season as anyone has had. Well, so, yeah, absolutely yeah, I, ridiculous. I, um, I'm really hoping that that Green Bay will win because you know Tom Brady's done it. <laughs> I can send him out to a farm upstate. Yeah. With a goldfish or something. With uh, a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah uh, I I could not say which way I think the the Bills Chiefs game is gonna go. Mm. I I am so fucking excited. I think it all depends. It literally all comes down to whether or not they can get Mahomes out of the concussion protocol because apparently yeah. it's it's still not really set in stone whether or not he's going to make it on time. Yeah. 
it which... looked quite a nasty one, really, in the way that he stood up. Yeah. Um, God, he looked like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, obviously, if he can't, then, you know, as, as fantastically as Chad Henney played, I don't think Andy Reid can scheme up enough to, you know, to manage this when you have to lean on Chad Henney. <laughs> yeah. And up against, like, the Bills, who have turned it around defensively. Sean McDermott is one of the best coaches in the league right now. They've got a free-firing offense with one of the best wide receivers in the league. Probably top two, I'd say, Stefan Diggs. I'm going to put him that highly. He's been fantastic. Um, I don't know whether or not you can... throwing up arm punts against against this team, I think they've got to take you for all your worth. Yeah, and um, it, yeah. I really hope that Mahomes comes back. I am, I am desperate to oh, see yeah. Bills at full strength versus Chiefs at full strength. Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Let the teams play whatever defense they want, but just let the two quarterbacks yeah. just go at it toe to toe. If he if he does like squeak in. You know, for this game, is he gonna be hundred percent? Maybe. Uh, you know, if if he does play and if the Bills win, that's what I think the conversation will be. Yeah, but he wasn't ready to come back, and but I mean, I've, there couldn't be anyone that I'd have more faith in in that kind of circumstance than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's like, if the if the Chiefs end up losing, then you could say, oh, but what if it was Patrick Mahomes like not being at full health and whatnot? But yeah. on the other end, if the Chiefs end up coming out, it's one of Patrick Mahomes' best turnarounds in his career. And he's had quite a few. Some of them injury-related. Yeah. Do you remember uh, last season? Well, you won't remember it, but <laughs> last season... He dislocated his knee, missed three weeks in an injury that we'd usually miss quite some time for the regular Joe. Came back and they ended up making a Super Bowl. So, with the best record in the NFL. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that because I watched one game of football last year and it was the Super Bowl. But... (laughs) Hey, it's the, it's the, it's, that's the only game you need to watch. To I mean, yeah, technically, you're right, but at the same time, if you're going to be asking us for games that you absolutely should should watch, we're going to throw you an absolute fucking shit ton, because there's plenty. Yeah, maybe I should just go through and rewatch every game from the past four seasons. That'd be an absolutely horrendous idea, Sam. I can't emphasize to you how little I would recommend watching a single Steelers game from 2019. I mean, 64 Steelers game. 64 Steelers game, 64 Jets game. <laughs> I mean, at least some of the Steelers games, because one of the games that is one of my favorites is just an absolute corker. It's like a. It was 2015. Roethlisberger threw for 500 yards. 
the Colts had got Andrew Luck and he was throwing for absolutely like bombs. I think it was 2015, might be 2013, but it was it was an absolute corker so, of a game. So if I watched every game the past four years, just to get kind of up to date, you know, if I can be in this conversation. So you're doing 64 uh, times 32, so right? Uh, so, well, 16 uh, times that before. It's only 2048 games of football. Okay, so 2048. I'll probably just watch them in 40 minute highlight. So, oh, wait, actually, I forgot. It's not 64 times 32, it's 64 times 16. 64? You said 64. <laughs> you know what? We started to do maths, and we should have known better. Yeah, 64, 16 times 4. I'm moving on. We'll move on. We'll move on. Forget forget it. It's a nightmare. Absolute piss take. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. I, I mean, we will be back next week. There will be an episode to come your way. We'll be talking a very special little segment, and we will have Ed back for it because he's been dying to talk about Mr. Caviar <laughs> Fingers 2020. Stay tuned. Sam, have you got any uh, got any closing things that you want to mention before before I run us out of here? Um, commiserations to the Browns. I was right there with you. Um, it started as just a way to kind of boil Tom's piss and it blossomed into so much more. It blossomed into so much more because it didn't really boil my piss in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it wasn't the it wasn't the intention starting out, and it just you know, it, they stole my heart. <laughs> Love you, Baker. Okay, and if you do want to catch up with everything <laughs> else that we, <laughs> that we will be getting up to over the next nine months because there'll be very few episodes to come out really um we will be back uh every couple weeks during the off season to just talk random bollocks and you know i'm gonna get real deep into the draft there he is we're gonna have an actual special draft episode we're enlisting a shit ton of help including basically everyone that we can get our hands on from gridiron extra and you can check out everything that those guys write at https colon forward slash forward slash gridiron extra minus the e dot com you'll also be able to find some articles from me and ed on there uh some to come in the coming months um we've also got a uh super bowl special live stream happening on twitch i will be posting links pretty much every couple days over on twitter which like i said earlier on you can check out uh, at stifflip pod on twitter you can also check out our Instagram, which is at Stiff Upper Lip Pod, and Facebook, which is the Stiff Upper Lip Podcast. Um, I've been Tom. You, he's been Sam, and Ed and Ed and Emma were both absent. I guess they were both somewhere. <laughs> they were both in the intro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bye. He's been Tom. I've been Sam. No one else need be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway. Bye, guys.